this game. Yeah, that's it. And this is um, part two of episode four. And we'll be previewing the blockbuster top of the table clash between Liverpool and Manchester City at Anfield. I believe Just- your I believe I believe you're covering Liverpool. Is that right, Robbie? That's correct, mate. I'll be looking at Liverpool um, and you'll be looking at Manchester City again. Um, Mate, before we even get started on this game, I'm excited to watch this. Matty, what's your thoughts, mate? This is going going to be a massive game of football. You've got the two best teams in the country the past two seasons. Going against each other. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Two best teams in the country in the past two seasons going head-to-head at Anfield. You know, it's going to be a full house at Anfield as well. You couldn't write the script any better than what it's already written. So, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, watching this to and me, seeing, uh, seeing how it goes. To me, this game is going to determine the men from the boys, the winners from the contenders, from the contenders right through to the pretenders. I feel that... <laughs> You can't write off Liverpool as well as you can't write off Manchester City. They're both two good. They're both two good teams in England. They're the best teams in the country. I mean, Chelsea did win the Champions League last year. They are the best team in Europe. But we're talking about who's the best sort of domestically. I feel that is um, Liverpool and Man City, and it's going to be a very tough game. And to me, this game alone will determine the winner of the Premier League. People can say, "Oh, Joey, that's too early to predict that," but Considering that Liverpool and Man City are the two teams in the past three, four years that have been consistent and have been fighting for that top spot, I do feel that this will determine the winner of the Premier League early doors. I'm sorry to say this. Hey, I'm sorry. To, you're, I'm sorry to, you're right to say it. You're right I'm to sorry, say it because I'm like, sorry to disappoint. They are the benchmark. Of course, they are the benchmark, and I'm sorry to disappoint any Chelsea fans or any Man United fans, but they are the benchmark in the domestic game. And it's going to take time for these guys like Thomas Tuchel's and these Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's to be able to be at that level. I mean, they've got the players to get there, but I feel that Man City and Liverpool are that benchmark. They're they're the standard in English football at the current moment. And uh, yeah, let's preview this game. Yeah. um, It's interesting and... What I just realised is if you look at Manchester City's first six games of the season, right, round one, away to Tottenham, they lost that 1-0. Obviously, Manchester City was underprepared going into that game. Um, They bounced back the following week at home um, for a 6-0 win against Norwich. They beat a Unprepared 10 man Arsenal 6 0 at home in round three. Then they went to Leicester, won that game 1 0 away, then had a 0 0 um, draw at home to Southampton, which was disappointing. And then we all start asking the question oh, is Manchester City, are they going to bounce back? And- Oscar, can I interject there for a second? To me, guys like Pep Guardiola, they can afford to lose the first game. They can afford to lose at least the first game of the season because at the end of the day, his Manchester City's teams are known for one thing, 
They're known to churn out results at the most important times and they know how to be a contender. They know how to fight until the very end. And that's the sort of mentality that someone like Pep Guardiola has instilled in them in the past four seasons of his managerial reign at Manchester City. Well, that's exactly what they did last season. That's exactly what they did last season. They did. What worries me, if I was a if I was a Liverpool, Manchester United or Chelsea fan, what worries me about Manchester City is the fact that some of these games against the contenders earlier in the season are all away from home. Like they've gone to Tot- Tottenham's not a contender anymore, but they've gone to Tottenham, right? They've got that out of the way now. So Later in the season, Tottenham has to come to, to the Etihad, right? Um, Chelsea has to come to the Etihad later in the season. Liverpool has to come to the Etihad later in the season. So if Manchester City can get a positive result against Liverpool on Sunday, you just don't want to give them a snip because if Manchester City get on a roll, they'll be very, very hard to stop. Um, in saying that, they're coming up against a well-oiled Liverpool machine. And all our listeners know how highly I rate Liverpool. Um, and I always said it. If, if those key players like Allison, Van Dijk, Fabinho, Salah, if they're all fit, right, and even throw Henderson in there as well, because that's just spine of your team. I don't care what anyone says. Can't replace... Um, you know, if you start losing your 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 best centre-back, your best defensive midfielder, your whole team becomes unbalanced. And as you saw last season, with Van Dijk being out, all of a sudden, you know, the injuries piled up at Liverpool. Fabinho had to slide in and play at the, uh, as a centre-back. Then you lose that... Um, that stability and still in the in the defensive midfield position, as a as a manager and as a coach, that spine of your team is vital. Everywhere else, yes, if you lost a uh, a Mane or or an Arnold or a Robinson, um, as good as those players are, especially Arnold and Robinson, because obviously Liverpool love getting their um, left and right back pushing up the up the pitch and overlapping, creating overloads and getting balls into the box, but Joel, you can you can tell me this. The players that slot in in place of Arnold and um, and Robertson when those two aren't playing, Liverpool's got some really good quality in those positions. Um, they do. They, they've got Costas Tsimikas and I think a young lad by the name of Nico Williams. He's a Welsh boy that came through their academy, I think. So, yeah. So they've got a lot of depth in that area, but like I was saying, you need that spine of your team at every level of football, not just the top level, any level. Your goalkeeper, your two centre-backs, the defensive mid, that is the spine of your team. You build your team around that. Obviously, you need those. You need a number nine. You need the, you need the players in the attacking third that can score goals, but there's that old saying in football, if you don't concede, you don't lose, right? But in Liverpool's side, 
If they don't concede, they win 97% of the time because they've got too much quality going forward. Um, so in saying that, at Anfield, <clears throat> coming off, what a, a weight performance it was for Liverpool. You know, they, they played Porto um, midweek in the Champions League and they won 5-1 away in Portugal. Um Ruthless performance. Um, and, you know, there's a there's a player in the name of Curtis Jones. Joey? Yep. He's turning is. some heads at the moment. He's been very good at the moment. He's been uh, coming on the pit, on the, off the bench and making his mark for Liverpool. And that's what you want in a young player. Well, and... he's been starting um, the last couple games. And... I watched Brentford and Liverpool last week, and for me, that was match of the round. Finished 3 all. Um, I just... It was a one-off. And I, I don't think I'll see this again for the rest of the season, but I, I think Van Dijk had an off day against Brentford and Ivan Tony. I wouldn't say... I wouldn't use the word bullied Van Dijk, but I'd use the word... Probably got the better of him. Um, you know, that was a good game. Brentford's a decent side, you know, and that we asked the question about Brentford last week and that they're coming up against the quality outfit. But I just think the fact that Brentford just leaves those two players up top and um, their strike, uh, Ivan Tony's strike partner, what was his name again, Joey? Brian and Buemo. Yeah, and Buemo. That's the one. Um, not many teams play two up top in the English Premier League and the fact that Brentford play those two up top definitely um, so you know like you're expecting City will go in for front three and I'll let you cover that Joey but my point is that Van Dyke ain't going to play two bad games in a row. It can't you know be great. I mean? um, so, the way it's looking at the moment and the way I think um, Liverpool will set up, their starting 11 will be Allison in goals, Alexander-Arnold at right back. Uh, he will have uh, Virgil van Dyke, Joel Matip. As the centre backs, Andy Robertson as the left back. Fabinho will play as defensive mid. Henderson and Curtis Jones will occupy the other two midfield positions in the more advanced roles. And your front three will be Mohamed Salah on the right. Diego Jota will play as a number nine. Um, and over here, they think. Well, they're predicting that Firmino is going to start instead of Mane. I'm not sure why that is. I don't know if Mane picked up a knock during the week. I'm not sure. Um, but if if I was manager and Mane was fit, Mane starts every day of the week, right? Because you need Firmino to play more centrally. It's, it says here that Firmino is going to play out wide on the left, but the, you know what, for Jota and Firmino, they give you something different. Jota can score goals. 
Uh, for me, I can he for me I actually scored a double on, on midweek. Believe it or not, I think he came off the bench as well. So it's a good problem to have for Klopp. It just depends what he wants out of this game and how Pep sets up. And I I, I think Guardiola is not going to change his ways against Liverpool, and he's going to press as high as possible um, to stop Liverpool. Um, from playing and and play the game on Manchester City's terms. Now, Liverpool might actually want Manchester City to come at them because Liverpool's got the counter-attack power in their in their in their lineup in, in you know in, in Salah and and Mane if he's on the pitch that you know they can break and break with pace. And obviously you've got Arnold and Robertson that, you know, create those overloads out wide. But, Joey, I'm just interested to hear what you've got to say. How do you think, before you preview Manchester City, how do you think um, Guardiola is going to set up tactically in this game? Because Matty would have seen it last week against Chelsea. I wasn't expecting Manchester City to come out and press the way they did against Chelsea. Um, Okay. Do you expect the same, Joey? Do you expect the same against Liverpool? Yeah, I'm expecting the same. Guardiola is a very consistent man when it comes to how he wants to play the game. You know, I mean, he'll want to score an early goal as soon as possible and then be content with possession. As you know, how a Pep Guardiola team plays the game and how they set up tactically. Um, I feel that Pep Guardiola is going to go in with the same mindset. He got, he will probably be thinking, you know what? I got an early goal, a, a, a late second half goal against Chelsea. Why not do the same thing again? Maybe score earlier. You know what I mean? He'll want to, he'll want to get as much of a numerical advantage over that, over the top, over the top two, as much as he humanely can. He'll want to win a Premier League again. I'm, I wouldn't be shocked if he goes out there guns blazing. It's just the way Pep Guardiola is. He's always up for the big games and he, He's never content with sitting back and he's always can he's always content with just playing the ball out from the back and playing the ball to width and as pressing as high as humanly possible and pressing from the front. I don't expect anything less from Guardiola. But now I'm going to be previewing Man City. They've got three injuries. They've got Zinchenko out with a knock. He'll be back in early October. So hopefully maybe after the international break, Mendy's still out with a disciplinary action. And Gundogan, Gundogan, who I think is one of Manchester City's most influential midfield players, out with a knock, and he'll be back in the middle of October, probably by the time the international break rolls around again. Before you continue on, Joey, um, you made a prediction last week. Yep. Foden. He played, and he played really well against Chelsea. He did, Foden. Yep, he did. Uh. I believe Foden's going to be as influential as he mainly can. And I feel that he might as well make an impact early doors. So I feel that Foden's going to want to do everything he can. I mean, Rodri. Rodri. We spoke about Rodri. Was it Foden? I'm getting it mixed up. No, no, right, no, we spoke about Rodri was in doubt, but he actually played and was brilliant. Um, ah, my mistake. Foden's yeah, Rodri. Yeah, Rodri's a very... Yeah, Rodri's very influential, to be honest with you. Uh, you always want to build your team around a, a good number six, and Rodri is that good number six. And I feel that Rodri's best strengths are that he can sit and dictate the game, and he adds that protection to the Man City back four. And he, 
he gives them less to think about. And yeah, so the front. The what about um? How do you think Manchester City's going to start this game? And one name, the Bruyne, he was the difference last week. He, he is was, the difference. He was. He was. He was. Um, he was. And I'm going to get the starting lineup ready. So Edison in goal. Back four of Cancelo, Walker, Laporte, and Diaz. Uh, Rodri, I believe, will play next to Bernardo Silva. I feel Foden's going to get a, a spot again. Grealish, De Bruyne, and Gabby Jesus. I wouldn't see it any other way. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, I thought Grealish had a pretty good game against Chelsea last week as well. Um, you know, it was, a, it was a, obviously a big fixture and he stood up. But for me... Just like Song at Tottenham, he makes Tottenham tick. I see De Bruyne as De Bruyne as um, the key man in that Manchester City side. I'll ask Maddie now because Maddie, obviously, you know Chelsea supporter, he watched that game very closely last week. Maddie, how do you see this game going, and how important do you think De Bruyne is to that Manchester City side? Well, I think on De Bruyne, you summed it up perfectly. If he's not going, Manchester City, I can prime example of a case where that was the case. It was the Champions League final. Once De Bruyne had come off, Manchester City had completely stopped and you know they were completely out of whack and it enabled us to hold on and get the job done. Um, in terms of this game, I feel like this has got a one-all draw written all over it purely because neither side will want to give too much away. We'll want to give too much away. Um, you know, they both have scoring power. You know, they both have absolute quality on the park. You know, this is very much going to sort the men from the boys. But I also think, you know, yeah, it's just one of those games where they won't want to give too much away. And um, yeah, I, I just, I just see this being a one all draw. I just can't, dismiss anything else I'm um I think <sighs> I'll say my prediction while you're thinking um my prediction is going to be a 2-2 draw and I feel that because like Matt said I don't want to give too much away they'll more want to um they'll more want to um Get some ground, ground, get the groundwork started, and then when that game comes around, one of the two teams will make their presence known come the end of the season. Yeah, look, that's look that's I, a fair point. Like I said, I've, I'm sitting on the fence on this one. I, I think it's there's a draw written all over it, right? But and it wouldn't surprise me if this game ends in the draw. And if you're going to ask me for my prediction, I think it's going to be a draw. And I think there will be goals in it. Um, both teams, obviously, have got a lot of attacking firepower. It all depends which way the game goes. Now, if there's a goal, if, if there's a goal early in the game, it's going to open the game up. So, for me, I think... Um, I agree with Joey. I think it's going to be a two-all draw. I, I, I don't... Think I, I can't separate these two sides on paper um, going into this game. Their form is very good. I know Manchester City lost to PSG midweek. I thought um, it was going to happen. Champions League, but yeah, 
take the Champions League out of the out of the equation. We we're just focused on the Premier League here. Um, as as I said before, you don't want Manchester City knocking Liverpool off, even if you're a Manchester United fan, even if you're a Chelsea fan, because Manchester City is going to have all these home games later in the season against all these contenders and no one knows how things are going to be looking down the track in terms of injuries. So if you want, as a Liverpool fan, as uh, you know, you want a positive result here against Manchester City. And I think Liverpool's capable of winning, to be honest, as I think Manchester City's capable of winning the game. Hence why I can't separate the two sides. But if it's going to be a game of of tactics, I think um, I think Manchester City is probably going to control possession, a lot more of the possession, um, and it's going to be up. It's going to come down to whether um, Manchester City can can contain Liverpool's. Front three, yeah. Transition on the counter. Um, but in saying that, I think it's a two-all draw. Um, and I think, yeah, it's it's, it's going to... I can't see these teams um, blowing each other away. I think it's going to be very close if someone does win. But I think it's a draw. Yeah. yeah it wouldn't Definitely. Surprise me... It actually wouldn't surprise me if Man City came out as they were last week, because as we said on this show last week, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So I reckon 100% Man City will be coming out on Monday morning to control the control possession. You know, especially that first 15 minutes would be crucial for them. That way, they control possession, make sure Liverpool don't touch the ball, give them a give them a sense of doubt. That's the best way to get over Liverpool and Anfield. Just give them a sense of doubt. If they have that doubt then there's every chance you can get over them. But on paper, this is just too hard to say. It's just too hard to pick a winner on paper, as you guys said. So, yeah, either way, it's going to be a cracking game of football and I'm looking forward to watching it. Yeah, all right. Um, let's get on to the next... Let's, let, let's predict the next set of games. Let's predict their results. Yeah, and and... We'll just fly through these predictions. We won't preview them. We'll just give our predictions. Um, so, Matty, <laughs> take us through... Round seven. Yeah, yeah Maddie, take us through it. And Everton will be on at nine. Then we've got Burnley, Chelsea, Southampton, uh, Leeds, Watford, Wolves, Newcastle, Brighton versus Arsenal. That'll be the late kick off on Sunday morning at half past three. Um, now, Monday morning, we've got Crystal Palace versus Leicester, Spurs versus Aston Villa. This will be an interesting game here. Uh, Brentford versus West Ham. Oh, sorry, West Ham versus Brentford. Um, and then at 2.30 on Monday morning, the big one, Liverpool Man City. So um, those will be, those are your games for the weekend ahead. So let's go through our predictions. Um, so the first game, Matty, Okay, Obviously, so Burnley, and Everton, we've already covered that. So, so we've got Burnley, Norwich. Um, Norwich. Uh, 
I'm tip <laughs> Norwich. That's it. No, I don't, want to, I don't want to hear the word Burnley, mate. Sorry if there's any Burnley fans. Bad luck. Look, I'm sorry Norwich to say this, mate. Double. <laughs> okay. Norwich 2-0, double. <laughs> okay, we understand your Fair hatred enough. for them, mate. But I feel it's going to be, it's going to be yeah, Burnley 3-0, no, man. We get it. We get it. I reckon Burnley 3-0. Yeah. I reckon they've got... They've got they've got the better team than Norwich does, and uh, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna continue that losing that losing result. I won't be shocked. Next, I'm gonna have to agree with Joey on this one. I can't see Norwich doing anything in this game, so yeah, I think Burnley win that comfortably. Um, Chelsea said Sam, Southampton at Stamford Bridge. Chelsea three 0 win for me. <laughs> um, hey, Chelsea three 0 win for me. I'm going to say Chelsea 2-0, Lukaku double. Oh, I agree. I think Chelsea 2-0, clean sheet, Lukaku on the score sheet. Next game. Uh, so we got uh, your mob, Joey. Leeds up against Watford. So I'll let you take that one away. 3-2, Leeds United. What's up happening with Rafina, Joey? Is he um, available he's, for this game? Yep, he's available. Ready to rumble. Um, Lorente's back, but I don't think they'll rush him straight away. Ailing's out because he's getting knee surgery. And um, yeah, that's about it, really. Um, Leeds 2 1. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say 2 all draw. Okay. I'm going to say a draw 2 all. I think they're both, they're both decent sides, Leeds and Watford. And what I saw of Watford last week, they, um, they held Newcastle very well. In the end, could have lost that game by a lot more. So, yeah, I'm going to say that one's a draw. Wolves, Next Newcastle. Game. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, Wolves, Newcastle. So it's going to be, uh, say, Maximum and Toure. Go on. Not head-to-head against each other, but it's going to be an exciting game to watch just the fact that both those players are playing. And in our next episode, because it's transferred... Um, Sorry, it's transfer. Uh, it's international break next week. We're going to talk about some of the players from outside the big four, and Maximum is going to be one of them. I think Newcastle 2 1, Maximum double. Wolves 2 0. Wolves 1 0 for me. Next game uh, Brighton versus Arsenal. Arsenal 2 0 win. Arsenal 1-0. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a curveball. I'm gonna say Brighton 1-0. Ooh, that's a big curveball, mate. Mopai to score. I know. I say Mopai to score a winner. Yeah, I can see him doing it. He's their primary goal scorer. I just think Arsenal's clicked, and I said it last week. Arsenal's gonna click. Um I can't see Arsenal losing this game. One nil yep. Arsenal. Yep, next one. Uh, Crystal Palace versus Leicester. Leicester, 2-0. Yeah, I think Leicester, 2-1. I'm going to say Leicester, 2-1. As... Yep, next game. Spurs, Aston Villa. Ooh. Yeah, so Tough one. Spurs and Aston I'm going to go 2-2. I think I'm... Spurs will bounce back at home. Um Spurs, 2-1. I'm going to go Aston Villa, 2. Spurs, 2. 
I'm going to say Spurs 2-1. I think Kane and Song will score for them as well. Uh, West Ham, Brentford. West Ham 3-0. I think West Ham will win this game 3-1. Next game? I'm going to say West I'll say West Ham 2-1. So that'd be my one. Um, and that's that's actually it for the round because we've covered the last game in Liverpool and Man City. 2-2 two, two oh, draw me, that one. Boys, it was great to see you as usual. A great show. No. Thank, you to our, thank you to our loyal uh, supporters for always being around and giving us good feedback. And we will see you after the international break. Yeah, no worries. No worries, gents. Have a good one. You too.